Welcome to the How to Survive a Horror Movie Podcast, where we learn how to survive horror movies and maybe how to survive life. I'm your host, Ryan Stacey, and today we're looking at something that I guess counts as a movie. We're looking at the fourth film in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre series, The Next Generation. Some crazy guy outside with a shotgun. Locked him out, though. You should have seen me. I'm joined by our now Texas Chainsaw Massacre correspondent, (laughs) ever since Derek abandoned ship, probably wisely so. Uh, Jordan Ryan. Jordan, how you doing? Derek, you would have hated this movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Derek, if you can't handle Texas Chainsaw 2, you would have fucking hated this. Oh, yes. Absolutely. This this is a miserable experience. You know, I I could see recommending it if it were for, like, a bad movie night. Sure. Uh, but otherwise, just look up the Matthew McConaughey scenes online, honestly. Yeah, there's hardly any redeeming qualities here. This this is the worst movie we've covered on the podcast at this point. 37 episodes in, and this is the bottom of the barrel. It's bad. It's real bad. Stay far away. Uh, Matthew McConaughey is great, and yep, that's it. <laughs> you know, everyone seems to underact in this movie except Matthew McConaughey, who must be watching everyone else underact and is just amping it up to compensate yeah it's that's the only way i can describe it yeah the only other notable thing here is uh brene zellweger is the main protagonist but she's not even that good no she's like fine but i guess i guess eh, whatever yeah anyway so the point of this podcast is we are trying to create a master list of rules to survive any and all horror movies so we're going to be going through the plot of The Next Generation, beat by beat, decision by decision, trying to figure out if we need to add any new rules to our list. And we are at 43 rules and counting. We'll see if we need to add any more. You can check out our current list of rules on our Twitter account, at HowToHorror. Go ahead and check that out and give those a read. But yeah, in the meantime, I guess we can get into this mess of a movie. Yeah, let's, let's just get it over with. <laughs> All right, let's go. Text Chainsaw Massacre for The Next Generation. So the movie begins and uh, with an intro title just establishing that this is a sequel. And then we meet our, our, our cast of characters. First is Jenny, played by Renee Zellweger. She's kind of a nerdy, shy girl. And then we meet her sort of boyfriend, Sean. Yeah, it's, the relationship's not established. He's just kind of a stoner. Heather and Barry, who both suck. Yeah. Uh, Heather's kind of the dumb blonde, and Barry's just this huge douche. Basically, Eric Cartman come to life. It's uncanny. Yeah. You will respect my daughter! So he, he's absolute trash. But the movie starts at a prom. And Heather's off looking for her boyfriend, Barry. And Barry's off making out with another chick. As this, you do at prom. Yes, of course. So Heather, she sees this. She's unhappy. Understandably so. And she runs off and just gets into Barry's car. To steal it. And, and basically just to, like, take off in it. It's crazy. Like, okay. So, for her, that's don't be a menace. Yes. Rule for don't steal people's cars. But for Barry, that's lock your damn doors. Yep. Barry barely seriously needs to lock his doors because he gets in the car. And then it turns out Jenny and Sean are back there, too, just, like, smoking weed. Yeah, Barry, lock your fucking doors. Yeah, that's rule number ten. Twice. <laughs> so they just take off driving. For whatever reason, they just drive into the middle of the woods. Yeah, most people ditch high school proms, but it's to go to another party or go to a hotel room and sin, not to just start driving in the woods. 
And they get into a car accident because out of nowhere comes this other character who is called I'm Not Hurt in the credits. <laughs> I love this. And he, I'm Not Hurt, who we know nothing about. We learn nothing about this guy. But he breaks a rule right away, which is rule number 37, keep your eyes on the road. And he just crashes into them. Just out of nowhere. Gets out of his car, says his one line, I'm not hurt, and collapses. <laughs> and he, it, when he collapses, he's like a rag doll. It's honestly hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty funny. So they all get out of the car. It's not a horror movie situation yet. No, you've just been crashed into by someone who, potentially drunk, yeah. but otherwise harmless. So Jenny, Heather, and Barry, they all go for help while Sean stays behind. They bring a flashlight, they're walking along. And interestingly, Heather thinks she's in a horror movie already. But yeah. la- later on, she's going to say she was just saying this kind of stuff to make things more entertaining. Because rule number one to surviving horror movies, you have to know you're in one. But interestingly enough, by prematurely putting herself in one for entertainment, it it kind of skews her perception. And she's not able to recognize when she's actually in one later. Yeah, it's it's weird. So they wander along until they find this realtor's office, which is, it's not even like a building. It's like one room. Yeah, it's a it's four walls and then some furniture and a desk. And we meet Darla, who's this realtor here. And she's like, oh, babies, I can help you. No worries. And this scene is honestly just total comedy. Because yeah. Darla is calling her, she, she doesn't establish it at this point, but her boyfriend, Vilmer, who who he's a tow truck driver. Yep. So she's calling Vilmer to go get these people's cars while on the phone with Vilmer, she's talking to Jenny about how she got boob implants Yep. and how Jenny should do so as well. Meanwhile, Heather is like harassing Barry to get her a glass of water. Okay. And then somebody throws a rock through the window and the Darla gets back at them by flashing her boobs at them. That's illegal. That's weird. But she calls her boyfriend who's going to help him out. Back at the car, Sean is waiting, and Vilmer shows up. And this is Matthew McConaughey. Oh, he is a delight. And he's insane. He's crazy. Honestly, I've watched a lot of horror movies. Might be the most crazy character I've ever seen. Yeah, he's up there. He's he's crazier than Chop Chop was in Texas Chainsaw 2. And... He just immediately kills I'm not hurt guy. He yeah, Sean Sean mentions like, oh, I don't know if he's alive or dead, and McConaughey just casually neck snap, oh, he's dead now. Yep. Rip that guy. It was great. So as far as the I'm not hurt guy goes, the only rule as far as we know he violated was thirty seven, keep your eyes on the road. Yeah, you could you could speculate, but the only thing we see on screen is that he didn't keep his eyes on the road. Sean Rule number one, you're in a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> and he's going to follow rule number 28. Run, bitch, run! Run, bitch, run! And he's just going to take off down the road while Jenny, Heather, and Barry are just casually walking back. Yeah, no sense of urgency. But Sean, we cut back to him, and he's just like already exhausted from running. And he's like pathetically begging Vilmer, like, please don't hurt me. Yeah, and by this point, Vilmer's gotten back in his wrecker and is... Chasing down Sean. Yep. So Sean decides to run the other way, which is kind of a little bit counterproductive. But the worst part is here... Okay, let me paint you a picture. Yep. It's a single lane back road in Texas. On either side, there are kind of hills. There's not really ditches. It it goes up and there's woods Mm -hmm. everywhere. The wrecker is not getting through there. Sean follows the rule to not run in a straight pattern. He runs in a serpentine motion. Rule number 27, don't run in a straight line. Spread out! It'll confuse him! Try running in serpentine patterns! He's incapable of rowing towards direction! 
but why why would you run serpentine down the one lane road that this wrecker is entirely taking up when you've got woods on both sides of you that you could run into it's so dumb all of us were screaming at the tv as soon as this moment happened so for whatever reason, he just runs in a straight line down the road, and Vilmer eventually runs him over and kills yep, him. Yep, and he and then Vilmer pops in a cassette and proceeds to repeatedly run him over. It's hilarious. Matthew it's, it's pretty funny. is great in this movie. So for Sean, just don't run in a straight line, you dumbass. Fucking a. Jesus, Sean. Uh, at this point, for Heather, Barry, and Jenny, a truck drives by, and turns off the road they're on, and for whatever reason, Heather and Barry chase after this truck to have them be given a ride back to their car which is less than a mile away yeah when they were at the realtor's office jenny makes a comment about how they're only a mile away and they've already been walking for a while so they're at least half a mile there yeah this is so frustrating because rule number 19 is don't split up gang let's split up and look for clues now they're not necessarily in a horror movie situation yet but this is just a pure survival yeah they're in a survival situation they should be sticking together don't go wandering off in the woods Clearly this guy didn't want to help you, so chasing him down is not going to do anything. Yeah. Fucking idiots. So they're going to run off, and Jenny is going to be the smart one and just go back to the car. You could sum up most of this movie with Jenny is going to be the smart one. Yeah, basically. And she gets back, but she just finds a hubcap. So she's not in a horror movie yet because Darla did specifically say she was calling a tow truck. Yep. Um, I can't remember, honestly, if she mentioned that he'd meet them there or just if he'd get their car. So, could have been a mild miscommunication, but there's been. no real cause for Jenny to be concerned right now. Not overly concerned. It's a little no. weird, though. It, it is weird, but not not a horror movie yet. Yes. Now, Heather and Barry arrive at the house, this Sawyer house, and this is fantastic. It, By the way, it looks like a Sawyer yeah, house. This you the, see it, and you know exactly what you're... This what's is a horror movie house. So, they're going to go and knock on the front door. No answer. So Barry's going to go around back. So these two are already split up from Jenny. They're splitting up again. Yeah. Because Heather's going to stay on the front porch while Barry goes and looks. Ugh, so fucking dumb. Also, they're trespassing. Yeah, don't rule, be a menace. Rule four, don't be a menace. Don't you go no- wandering through people's yards no. in Texas. Y- you knocked on the door. They're either not home or they don't want to talk to you. You get off their property. Yep, move on. And at this point, Leatherface appears. Okay, yeah. So Heather's on the porch swing. Leatherface just creeps up behind her, starts playing with her hair and poking her head. Heather doesn't notice a goddamn thing. It's really bad. Rule number two, constant vigilance. She's not vigilant at all. No. Barry, meanwhile, goes to the backyard and finds a new character, W.E. Sawyer. He likes to quote famous authors and writers and stuff. That's the character. Yep. That's the arc. And he's also a douche. And he points a gun at Barry. Because you're in Texas and you're trespassing on his property. While we're watching the movie, you mentioned uh, making an amendment to rule number nine, which is be careful what you say. Yes. And this is be careful what you say and how you say it is what you suggest. Yes, because here, Barry says the right thing. Like, oh, hey, man, we we're, we're car, our car broke down. We're just looking for a ride. But it's the way he says it. He comes off as such a douche. Yep. So he was fucked already because W.E. is a ca- cannibal serial killer. But if this weren't the case, I mean, put me in W.E.'s position. This guy just starts walking up on my property. Being a prick. Uh, being a prick. And treating me like I'm inconveniencing him. I'm sorry, cops can deal with you. I'm yep. done with you. Get off my property. I'm calling the cops. Yeah, if Barry had had an extra tone and these guys weren't serial killers, this could have had a much happier ending. Exactly. So that's why, yeah, I, I mentioned we should amend, be careful what you say, to include how you say it. Yeah. It's not worth a new rule. Definitely just worth adding to the old rule. Just a tweak. 
So at this point, Leatherface actually knocks something over. And he's been like poking Heather's head this whole yeah, time. She, she doesn't notice anything. He knocks stuff over. Now she sees him. Now she sees the giant man-child wearing human skin and an apron. Yep, classic Leatherface look. Kind of lame. But, yeah, you know. I, I mentioned to Ryan, like, okay, spoilers, I guess, but it's the most iconic thing about this movie. Leatherface cross-dresses in this movie. Mm-hmm. And even before that, this is the worst-looking Leatherface I've ever seen. <laughs> so Leatherface drags Heather into the house. And she put us a pretty good fight. She escapes a couple of times for just a few seconds. But eventually he gets the famous arm lock. She's squirming in his arms. Yep. Where's, where have I seen that before, Ryan? Huh. It looks a little familiar. Yeah. But you Al- know. Almost like the director wrote the first movie. <laughs> almost like that. So he drags her into his workroom. Yep. And uh, instead of putting her on a meat hook, he puts her in a chest freezer. You know, at least she fought along the way. Rule 17 is never give up the next thing you try my work. Also, I just got I just got to give props. This scene is hilarious. It's really it's, funny. it's really tense leading up to the chest freezer. He shoves her in the chest freezer. You get a nice camera in the freezer, top down leather closes it <laughs> dramatically. And then just out of nowhere, Heather kicks it open because it doesn't have a lock on it. And it's just a comedy of errors of Leatherface trying to lock her in. It's great. It's really funny. Uh, this is one of the best scenes in the movie. So W.E. marches Barry to the front door. And this is the one of my favorite parts of the movie. Because Barry just like steps inside and shuts the door behind him. He's like, suck it, dumbass, or something like that. Okay, so this is a hilarious scene. But let's talk about the reels real quick before we talk about how funny the scene is. Barry, this is another don't be a menace. Yep, because now uh, he's trespassing. Because he trespassed on the lawn. Now he's trespassed in the house. Never assume you're safe. Yeah, 33. Seconds ago, this guy had a gun in your face, and you shut a moldy door in front of him. Yeah, he's lucky WE cares a lot about this door. As we'll learn. Yep, and doesn't shoot through it. So Barry locks out here. Yep, and, and then... He just casually strolls through the house. Not a care in the world. Rule number 28. Run, bitch, run! He goes into the bathroom to rock a piss. We cut to the bathroom. The camera's already inside before Barry gets there. On a hook on the door, you can see what I'm assuming is one of Leather's skin suits. Because it looks like it's being hung by the eyes on a hook. And there's just a bunch of flesh. Barry opens the door. Doesn't notice this. Closes the door. Casually strolls right up to the toilet, missing all of the bones on the ground and the fact that human flesh is being used as wallpaper in this bathroom. If this is D&D, Barry got a nat one on his perception check here. Yeah, he just goes inside. Rule number two, constant vigilance, failure. Massive, massive failure. And then his line delivery is so great. He's like, hey, Heather. Yeah, there's some weirdo with a gun outside. Locked him out, though. It's so Cartman. You mentioned earlier that this character is just Cartman. And when we were all watching, Josh recited this line in a Cartman-esque voice. Perfect. And it was it, it worked. It's it's eerie, especially because this movie was made before the start of South Park, but premiered after South Park started. Right. It's weird. It, it almost makes me wonder if after seeing how popular the other douchebag character was, they just went in and ADR'd some douchebag <laughs> lines. I would make me like this movie more if they did that, actually. <laughs> Finally, Barry notices there's a body in the bathtub. That's what you notice. Of all the shit in this bathroom, that's what you notice. And then he steps outside, and Leatherface is there waiting with a sledgehammer, hits him in the head, and kills him. So, Barry had how many rule violations? I lost count. Barry is a very fun character, and yep. he's very enjoyable to watch, especially towards the end. Starts out a bit crass, but yep. you, 
he grows on you because there's just the rest of this movie is just so boring before yep. him. But he's splitting up. He's assuming he's safe. He's slow as fuck. He's a menace. He's trespassing left and right so casually. And his tone of voice is terrible. Yeah, he's he is constantly whining or belittling somebody. I wish I he'd he lived longer, but he's yeah. an idiot. Yeah, so good riddance. <laughs> Get him out of the movie. So, and then then Leatherface drags Heather out of the freezer and puts her on a meat hook. Wow. Where have I seen that before? I have no idea. Meanwhile, Jenny flags down Vilmer. I want to say a little bit, it's it's not quite there, but a little bit of Rule 18, Stranger Danger. Vilmer's weird. I would also say this is the moment Jenny should know she's in a horror movie because Vilmer's acting weird. Yeah. She knew to flag down the tow truck because she knew Darla had called one. Yep. But she gets there and she mentions she's looking for her boyfriend and he's like creepily like, oh, I know where your boyfriend is. That's weird. And it's like, it's just, he's a weirdo. Maybe not total horror movie, but certainly kind of rapey vibes, honestly. Yeah, be on your guard a little bit here, Yeah, Jenny. like, don't get in the car with this guy. Just yeah. don't. But she does. Vilmer's driving along and eventually talking about how, yeah, it's dangerous to get into cars with strangers. Yeah. And eventually Jenny's like, okay, stop. Uh, before this, Vilmer's like, oh, you want to look in the back? Yep. And then, yeah, he stops the car, and then he knocks Jenny's glasses off and forces her to look in the back where Sean, Sean and uh, I'm, not, I'm hurt. not Hurt are hanging from the wrecker. Rip. Jenny, rule number one, you're in a horror movie. Yeah, if you weren't before, you are now. Yep, everybody's in a horror movie now. Rule number 17, she doesn't give up. Yeah, no, Vilmer starts moving again, and she just bails out. Yep, yeets herself out of the truck. Smart. I love it. This is great. And this is going to be a nice chain of events here for Jenny, because she's going to do the opposite of Sean and take off into the woods. Vilmer's going to give chase, but eventually she's going to get into the thick trees where he can't drive through. Yeah, he shines like a light on her and sees where she is, but he sees he can't do anything about it. And he's a leg brace, so he can't really run. Yeah, so again, where have we seen this before? But it's like a hydraulic, electronic... whatever leg brace never given any explanation never really mentioned beyond just the fact that he needs remotes for it yeah remote Um, controls yeah so never really mentioned but he can't really get into that rough terrain very well so he just leaves jenny yep so this works for her yep it's great and then other face attacks why did he leave the house how did he know to come here you know in texas chainsaw one when he had a body on a meat hook he proceeded to do his butchering work. Mm-hmm. Why is he not doing that right now? I have no clue. But yeah, so he's chasing Jenny down instead now in a really tense, really cool chase scene. It's good. I like it. It's really exciting. It's fast. Jenny follows rule number 28, run, bitch, run. Boy, does she. She follows it probably the best in the movie. Yeah, she runs over the river and through the woods to the Sawyer house we go. Like, damn. She ain't messing around. She gets to the house and she gets in front door and shuts it behind her. So far, so good until she violates rule number 15, don't run upstairs. You have the whole first floor to go explore and find weapons. Why? Don't go upstairs. And I know it's more luck than anything. But she finds, when she gets upstairs, this weird, they, they killed a policeman and turned his body into a statue, and she finds a gun on him. So it's more luck, but she does find a weapon, and she does lock and load. It is better to be lucky and good in horror movies. It is. She gets downstairs, and oh, whoa, Leatherface is chainsawing through a door. Where have I seen this before? Unfortunately, this gun was not loaded. So Jenny just throws the gun at him instead. Yeah, it's, it's really funny, honestly. But then she jumps out the window and lands on the roof. 
It's great. She pulls a real Sally move here. Yeah. Uh, never give up. <laughs> uh, I love this. So Leather gives Chase. He cl- he roof. climbs out onto the roof with her. She hides behind the chimney, and he starts like knocking bricks off the chimney. It was actually I was surprised at how tense it was. Yeah, it was really good. She she climbs up the weather vane, and he starts getting it to tip, and there's. This thin telephone wire. Yep. I'm assuming it's a telephone wire. They had a telephone, I think. Yeah. So it's just this thin wire that's either electric or telephone. I'm surprised she even saw it with how dark it is. Yep. And But before the weather vane can fall, she just jumps to it. Yeah. And this works. She catches it. Rule 17, never give up the next thing try my work. Yeah. And I she, can't believe she pulled this she off. She catches it and she starts shimmying and then leather cuts it. Yeah. But, you know, it's still impressive. She survives. Yeah. Because she didn't fall off the roof and was able to catch that, she survives the fall. She's a little beat up, a little stunned, but she's alive. And that's what matters. Exactly. You know, she's stunned. She might have a concussion, but she's able to slowly get up and keep on running, and Leatherface gives more chase. I will make mention, it was mentioned that the correct play when you're on the roof is to try and get Leather off the roof, but Jenny didn't have any weapons. Barefoot. She's barefoot. She's got a chain. Uh, Leather's got a chainsaw. I don't blame her for just trying to get away from him, but I will concede that is the smart play is to try and get him off the roof. I do want to say I'm glad she got rid of her high heels that she wore to prom because number 34 is worse sensible footwear, and I think you should wear either hiking boots or running shoes to prom and not high heels. But being barefoot is better than high heels, so good job on Jenny for getting rid of those. Though I will say, when you're at going to prom, heels are sensible footwear. No, the heels are never, <laughs> never sensible footwear. The, the least sensible thing ever. Oh my god, shiz. Shiz. Jenny races through the woods and manages to get back to Darla's office. And Darla's like, oh no, it's okay, I'll scare him off. And she seemingly does, except Darla's one of the yeah, bad guys. Dar- Dar- yeah, yeah, as I'm sure you figured out, because it's a Texas Chainsaw movie, the person who helps him in the beginning is a bad guy. Yep. So she walks outside, and there's no one there, so she's like, oh, I scared him off. And Jenny is so casually, so bored, like, but he had a chainsaw. Yeah, it's a great delivery. Uh, you know, if, if this were non-killers, you need to be a little bit more convincing here. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't matter. Uh, no, it doesn't matter because she calls W.E. immediately yep. and he gets there and they cattle prod her and put her in a bag. Yep. Toss her, her into the trunk. Yeah, Jenny is just captured. Now, Darla's going to go get pizza. Yeah, she got to pick up dinner because apparently these Sawyers aren't cannibals. And apparently they live right next to like civilization. Yeah, no, like when Barry and Heather started walking in that other direction, they very quickly and very casually got to the Sawyer house. Yeah. They live... At most, two miles away from this town. It's bonkers. This shouldn't be a thing. Now, credit to Jenny here. She's not giving up. Rule 17, never give up. The next thing you try my work, she's still screaming for help. And that pizza guy hears this. Unfortunately, Darla manages to to flirt her way out of the situation. Yeah, and then she goes back and starts to... She opens the trunk, starts to scold Jenny. Jenny's like, oh, I can't breathe. So she's like, if I cut a hole, will you stop screaming? She says, yes. And then two cops show up. Jenny, the second that hole is cut, you need to be screaming help. You don't know there's cops there, but you can absolutely hear people. You're in a public location. Exactly. And these cops already are suspicious of Darla because she's very clearly talking to something in her trunk. Yep. So if Jenny would have screamed for help here, movie's over. Darla's getting shot. Rule number 38, don't let yourself get taken to a secondary location. If the killer or kidnapper is like threatening you here, well, you're in the trunk of a car and you're in a public space, fuck it. Scream your head off. 
it's better to get stabbed to death right here right now than what you're gonna go, eventually go through. Yeah, go for it. So, but the cop approaches Darla. Unfortunately, she closes the trunk before he gets to her, and he's he's very clearly like trying to get her to let him see the trunk, but she flirts her way out of it a little bit and then just leaves basically, yep. which is fair. You know, I mean, she was under no obligation to stay. Probable they had, cause. They had no probable nothing. cause to search her car, so it was entirely at the goodwill of her to. Stick around for there. Just bad luck for the cops and for Jenny, honestly. Yeah. So Darla drives back to the house, but right outside of it, there's Heather lying in the middle. Of the How room. did Heather get off the meat hook? I have no fucking I'm clue. I'm not a doctor and I'm not a butcher. I don't think that's possible. I do not think that you have, that anyone has the upper body strength to be suspended on a meat hook with it dug into your chest like that and to be able to pull yourself off of it. Apparently Heather does. She's also not bleeding like at all. I didn't even see the wound until Josh pointed it out. Yeah, never give up the next time you try my work. Heather did it somehow. I would have liked to see it. So this is funny, though. Darla gets out, sees that Heather's crawling on the ground, goes and picks up this weak little branch from the brush, and just pathetically starts hitting her with it. And she's like, oh, don't hit me. Honestly, this is one of the scenes you should try and find on the internet because it's so funny. It's really good. So Darla just leaves Heather here. Yeah, she's like, don't don't start crawling away, and then drives away. So Heather, start crawling away again. Yep. Darla just takes Jenny back to the house and tells Leatherface, hey, go get Heather, and brings Jenny inside. And then we finally get to see the the four Sawyers like interact for the first time, and they are they're this is the most dysfunctional Sawyer family. Dysfunctional I've ever seen. is an understatement of the century. Exactly, uh, they're insane. They're all crazy. Vilmer being the most insane of yep. them all, and he tells Jenny the FBI monitors this place. I, I also I gotta I gotta call out Matthew McConaughey is in Magic Mike many years later, and he's straddling Jenny right now like he's giving her a lap dance. I, it's the only thing I could think of, and it honestly made the scene funnier. So Heather is dragged back in, and the two of them get tortured for a little bit. Gotta throw out here, when Darla gets Jenny back, Leather comes in, comes out to try and uh, help get yep. Jenny inside. Leather has changed from his standard Leatherface look to he now looks like Mrs. Doubtfire. Hello! From in that exact scene, like the the skin he's wearing is so white that it looks like when Robin Williams put the pie on his face. Yeah, we get three distinct Leatherface looks here. Yep, and this one is Grandma. Later, we're gonna see him in full drag queen. It's it's something. So while Darla's like cleaning up Jenny, they start talking about what all this is, and basically she tells us that this is Vilmer's job. He works for the Illuminati, and they don't really expand on it. But I think this was the writer trying to imply that all of the Sawyers work for the Illuminati. Every single one. All right. So the first four, all, all four Texas Chainsaw movies so far have been Illuminati stuff. <sighs> Stonehenge Illuminati bullshit. Yeah. I'm calling bullshit on this one. <sighs> so Vilmer grabs Jenny and drags her into the next room and holds a knife to her neck. It's like, I'm going to slit your throat unless you give me a reason not to. And then he starts doing this like sing-song countdown. It's hilarious. I said it before. I'll say it again. Matthew McConaughey is a delight in this movie. And Jenny's like, you are keeping me alive for some reason. That's why you shouldn't kill me. And he's like, yep, that's a good reason. <laughs> Rule 17, I guess. Next thing you try my work, don't ever give up. Sure, whatever. Leatherface takes her to dinner. Yeah, they're they're in the kitchen just kind of snacking on the pizza. Yep. Uh, because again, I guess the Sawyers in this movie aren't cannibals. I guess not. we never see them eating him. No, flesh. and and even later on, I mean, I guess spoiler alert: it's a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There's a full dinner scene. Yep. They're not eating people. It's nope. just the pizza again. It's just pizza. So, but yeah, so they're 
snacking on the pizza and there and Darla and Vilmer start fighting and Vilmer starts hitting her. W.E. is just losing his mind. Leather's hiding in the corner. Jenny seizes the moment. No one's carrying W.E.'s shotgun right now. Yep. So she grabs it. Yep. Rule of five, lock and load. Yep. And she, she threatens them all. They, she gets them to, most of them to calm down. Vilmer, Vilmer calls her bluff, though. Yeah. Uh, basically, Vilmer's like, yeah, not loaded. It goes nuts. And sure enough, when she uh, tries to shoot Vilmer, it's a double barrel shotgun. Now, if you don't know how those work, there are two distinct triggers. Yep. Uh, be for both barrels. So the barrel she, the trigger she pulled, because she didn't pull both of them at once, which you're not supposed to, that's smart. The trigger she pulled didn't have a bullet in it. So Vilmer snags the gun away, but then he pulls the other trigger, and it turns out it was loaded. She took the shot, which is rule number 22. She tried. What can you do? Unfortunately, she does not firmly grasp the weapon. Rule number seven, don't leave your weapon behind. Vilmer manages to take it from her pretty easily. Yep. Firmly grasp it. Also... Heather's still just on the floor in yep. here. And while this chaos is going on, Jenny's trying to get Heather up, but Heather's... She's unconscious. She's sleeping. Concussion, one, maybe. At one point, I'm pretty sure she was woken up and said five more minutes and then goes back to sleep. I'm going to assume she's just injured or something. I would like... I, I like the idea that she's concussed, yep. which would make sense. She's probably lost a lot of blood because of the fucking meat hook. Yep, probably. So, Jenny knows when to cut ties. She didn't even like Heather before this movie. She yep. just leaves her behind. Rule 35, knowing to cut ties. You can make new friends and even, you know, make new frenemies or whatever. <laughs> so, Jenny gets outside and she gets in Darla's car and starts to drive away. Outstanding move. You know what yep. else is an outstanding move? When Vilmer jumps down and does a fucking war cry. <laughs> and just stops her in her tracks. Amazing. And so Jenny, she now we got Matthew McConaughey on the roof of her car. So she slams on the brakes. He flies off, and then she tries to use her car as a weapon, which is rule number thirty-nine. Unfortunately, somehow he gets the hood of her car up. Yeah, she crashes. She gets out, and he's underneath the car. Yeah, and he he takes her and he knocks her out. And also, it was about this point, maybe a little earlier, when he took the gun, that McConaughey is going to spend the rest of the movie dialed up to an eleven. Yep. Like oh, yeah. He's he's already been overacting, but the rest is just absurd. Yeah, it's insane. So he knocks her out, drags her back to the house, and now it's dinner time. Yep, so we get back in, and Jenny's still knocked out. McConaughey's fucking with his remotes. He comes in, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> also, Leather has changed into full his full drag queen outfit at this yep. point. Got W.E., we got uh, Darla, and then we have Grandpa. Yeah, Grandpa's back. Hooray. I love Grandpa. He's the best at for, killing. For a hot minute. And then a bunch of other dead bodies just at the dinner table, too. Yep. So he wakes up Jenny, and nonsense ensues. Yep. It, yeah, it's just utterly crazy. And at this point, Darla reveals that she may or may not have a device in her head that'll blow her up if she doesn't cooperate. So that's why she's here. Okay. Sure. I don't believe you. Leatherface also wants Jenny's face. So that's why Jenny's still alive. Yeah, yeah, that's that's Jenny's whole reason here. Leather wants a new woman's suit. Okay. Jenny's have enough of this bullshit. So she just, like, stands up and just starts... She slaps Vilmer and just starts yelling at all of them. It's pretty great. Like, Leatherface, like, screams at her once, and she's like, You sit the fuck down! Yeah, it was... It's it's a sight to behold. It's fantastic. So this is just great. But Vilmer, he he gets like all crazy pissed off and just kills WD, uh, WE with a blow to the head with a hammer. Yeah. For him, rule number four, don't be a menace. Yeah. If he wasn't a serial killer, he wouldn't have gotten killed here. 
it's at this point that for the first time in the series, we not only see Grandpa open his eyes, but stand yep. and walk. And he does so. He walks right out of this movie. He falls room number 11. And get out. Get out! <laughs> I love Grandpa. He's yep. my favorite character in all of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, Vilmer just sets Heather on fire. Yeah, yeah, because he was trying to like punish Jenny by setting Heather on fire. And then Darla puts her out. Things are getting crazy. But then a limousine shows up, and we meet Rothman. Rothman is part of the Illuminati, so it turns out all of this is, is, is part of the Illuminati. That's yeah, what's going on it, here. It's true. It's not just the delusions of a psychopath. This the is the Illuminati happened. is real, and the Sawyers are their agents, and... He says that Vilmer is here for one reason, and it's implied that this is the reason for all of the Sawyer family. It's so that people experience true horror. I feel like they did. Yeah. But for whatever, to say the least. But for whatever reason, Rothman is very unhappy with how things have gone. Yeah. And I don't know why. He, it, I guess because Vilmer is an unhinged maniac, but what's scarier than an unhinged maniac? Yeah. What is more horrific than what any of this? Yeah. So then he takes off his shirt. Or unbuttons it. Yeah, he's wearing a suit, and he unbuttons the bottom of his shirt, and you see these weird gold piercings and, and like chisel yeah, marks. Like yeah, like they're almost like scars. It's weird. It's weird. It's never addressed, and then he just licks Jenny's face a bunch. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, what does the Illuminati want people to understand horror for? What is the purpose of any of this? I don't know. I honestly couldn't tell you. So Rothman just leaves then. He, he just leaves. Yeah, he, he fucks off. Vilmer's so pissed off at this, he just crushes Heather's head with his uh, brace. He uses the uh, remote yeah. control and crushes her yeah. head. So for Heather, she's been honestly screwed ever since she got put on the meat hook. Basically. And she got put on the meat hook because she wasn't paying attention. Split up from Barry and Jenny. Constant vigilance. Constant vigilance, split up from the rest of the gang, and that's it. That's all she wrote. Mad-Eye Moody would be ashamed. Yeah. <laughs> she lasted a long time and suffered a lot. Yeah, I was going to say, she lasted a long time through no fault of her own. Yep. Because it was just pure dumb luck that she didn't die of blood loss or get killed by these guys yet. Yep. Rough time. I feel kind of bad for her. Yeah. She's uh, she's the biggest victim here. Oh, definitely. Vilmer loses his mind and just starts slicing himself up with a knife. Yep. This causes uh, Darla and Leatherface to lose their minds, too. <laughs> so Jenny tries to leave, and basically they, she and Vilmer get into a fight over the remote controls to try and like mess up Vilmer's leg. Yep. And eventually Jenny manages to escape using this method to slow Vilmer down and yep. run out of the house. So Rule number 11, get out. She got out. She escaped the Sawyer house, which is the first step of surviving a Texas Chainsaw movie. Yep. Vilmer Leatherface and Vilmer give chase. Vil Vilmer comes out and he orders Leatherface to give chase, while Matthew McConaughey just stands on the point on the porch and screams his name. Vilmer! It's fantastic. Cut to random RV couple. <laughs> Mr. I love and this. Mrs. Spotter, I think they're called. Yeah. They're just driving down the road in the middle of nowhere, drinking Bloody Marys. Bloody Marys, while you're driving, Mr. whatever your name is. Rule number four, don't be a menace. You are a menace, sir. So, all of a sudden, Jenny comes running out of the woods. And she's like waiting for them to stop. And Mrs. Spotter or whatever, she's like, no, don't stop. No, that was too much emotion. She was, she sounded bored when she said it. Was this, was this director's parents just giving them a cameo and they don't know how to act? Rule number 13 is don't pick up hitchhikers. Yeah, no, they follow this and then. They see that Leatherface is chasing her. Like, so they are like, yeah, don't pick this up. But then Jenny gets the door of the RV 
So the missus lets her in. Yep. No. Rule of 30, don't be a good Samaritan. No. Just keep on driving. Just leave. Fuck off. Yep, just keep going. But they, they let Ginny in. It's a nice thing to do, but... No. It's a bad move. This is where the they kind of differ from the original, which they've been otherwise ripping off for the most part. Yep. Because in the original... Car is driving off, and Leather just starts having his tantrum in the sunset. Iconic shot, beautiful shot, best way to end a movie. Vilmer's got his wrecker, and they're chasing down the RV. They're not letting Jenny go. We got a good old car chase. Yep. And now Vilmer and Leatherface follow rule number 39, use your car as a weapon. Yeah, they do. And they run the RV off the road, and we never see... And it flips. the, ...the elderly couple again. This doesn't seem like a lethal crash, but just in case it was... Don't they be a good old. Samaritan. They were old. Don't be a good Samaritan and don't pick up hitchhikers. Yeah, that's... But in their defense, the hitchhiker picked them up. That's true. They could have just not opened the door, and then Jenny would have fallen off and gotten killed. Chainsawed. Jenny climbs out of the RV and is now just taken off on foot, and Vilmer's gaining on her. And then an airplane flies in. Real North by Northwest bullshit right here. And hits Vilmer with the propeller and kills him. He's just dead. Now, the implication is this was the Illuminati cleaning up some loose ends. Yeah, but again, why do they not like Vilmer? If their goal is to get people to experience true horror, you couldn't have a better candidate. Yeah, so I don't know why they took out their own guy, but Vilmer, rule number four, don't be a menace. That's all I got for you. Yeah. You were too crazy for the Illuminati, I guess. So Leatherface is obviously devastated. Yep, and remember that tantrum scene I talked about? Starts throwing a tantrum. In drag. In drag. Then Rothman and his limousine show up, and they Jenny gets in, and he's like, yeah, it's all right. I'm sorry about all this. Want to go to the hospital or a police station? It's so it's so hilariously deadpan. So Rothman takes her to the hospital, and she gives a statement to the police, and cameo appearance from Sally, the protagonist of the first movie, yep. gets wheeled by on a cart. And then the final shot of the movie is Leatherface... Spinning in the chainsaw around in circles. Yeah, I mentioned earlier it's the best way to end a movie, but this is the best way to end a movie done the worst way. Yes. It's really just dumb. It's dumb and rip-off. Yeah, rip-off of itself. So that horrible mess that we just described to you was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation. I can't help but feel like they were trying to set something up for a future movie with this Illuminati bullshit, but thankfully we never have to see that through. Hallelujah. So I don't have any new rules for Texas Chainsaw Massacre the Next Generation. But one amendment to an yep. existing rule. So not only do you have to be careful with what you say, but how you say it. Rule number nine. We'll call it the Barry Amendment. The Barry Amendment. Good old Barry. I'm glad he had uh, some bearing on the rules. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> so let's get into the awards. And the first award we have to give out is the Randy Meeks Merit Badge, which goes to the character who did the best job at following the rules. And this is, of course, based off Randy from Scream. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. I think that's pretty obvious. It's Jenny. It's Jenny. It's Jenny. She wasn't perfect, but for a high school teenager, she was pretty damn good. She wasn't perfect, but she made a lot of good moves. A lot of really good moves. I think the amount of good moves, I wasn't counting, but the amount of good moves she she did, I think that outweighs the bad moves she made. Her initial chase uh, when she goes to the house for the first time is so damn impressive, besides going up the stairs. Everything else about it's great, though. She does get captured a couple of times, and yeah, she probably should have been killed, but she doesn't give up. That is the main thing. That is the main rule she falls. She is ferocious and doesn't give up. Next thing you try my work. Absolutely. And yeah, well-deserved award. Props to Jenny. Props to Renee Zellweger. (laughs) 
<laughs> Except for that god-awful acting. Yeah, wasn't great. So the other award we have to give out is the Night of the Living Pleb Award, which is based off Barbara from Night of the Living Dead, who's just the worst character ever, and this goes to the character who did the worst job at following the rules. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it! You're ignorant! They're coming for you, Barbara. This one's tougher. No, it's not. Oh, you have... Okay. It's Barry. Barry, okay. It's Barry. Do you know why it's Barry? Sure. First off, we lost count of how many rules he violated. Yep. Second, let's let's go through things right quick. If he doesn't make out with someone who's not his girlfriend at prom, Heather doesn't get upset. Heather doesn't go into his car. Barry doesn't give chase to his car. They don't find Jenny and Sean yep. in the back seat. They don't start randomly driving down through the woods, and they don't crash in a car and go to Darla, which doesn't alert the Sawyer family to their presence. So this, this is all movie, Barry's fault. This movie doesn't happen if Barry isn't a piece of shit. It was all Barry's fault. Barry was a fun character, but he is the worst character. Blame it all on Barry. Honestly, I think this might be the biggest case of Night of the Living Pleb I've been a part of on this podcast, at least. Yeah, does he do anything right in no. that movie? He does not do a single thing right. And he directly causes the chain of events to happen. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm interested who you think might have possibly been worse. Well, but... the only other person who was uh, pretty much a complete zero was Sean, but he just did less. Yeah, he did less. He was dumb, but... Yeah, very stupid. But the um, his stupidity the worst... did not cause everyone else to die. The worst single move of the movie, I think, is Sean's. I'll agree there. But I think Barry just is so much wrong. And this is an award for the character who did the worst job, not yep. the character who had the worst move. Yeah, so I will I will agree. Barry is the Night of the Living Pleb, and then not so living anymore. I'm, I'm very okay with this, even though I do kind of love Barry. Ba- it's okay. You can love someone and admit to their faults. Yep. That's totally fine. <laughs> I'm not... I'm not saying we shouldn't like Barry as a character, because he is a very fun character to watch. Yep. He's just the worst. He's absolutely the worst. All right. Okay, so now it's time to spin the wheel of spooks. And let me go ahead and read what's on there real quick. We got a Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. Chillicorn 5, Fields of Terror. The Texas Chitsa Massacre, the remake. Halloween 2, remake. Child's Play 3, Leprechaun 2, Saw 5, and Friday the 13th Part 3. Right before we spin, Jordan... Do you want to come back and talk about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake? Or I do. Matthew McConaughey didn't scare you off? I, Dude, I loved Matthew McConaughey in this movie. <laughs> I was telling you earlier, I had only seen the first two Texas Chainsaws and the prequel to the remake before this. So I'm very interested to see the rest of the series. So let's okay. do it. All right, let's spin the wheel. All right, you spun the worst movie you could have with Leprechaun 2. No, I didn't. That's the worst movie on this one. No, it's not. What's worse? Dream Child. No, no, no. Get out of here with that, <laughs> that, that poor, piss poor attitude. Oh, God. Leprechaun 2. That sucks. Okay. Well, Jordan Snyder will be joining me for that one, the other Jordan. That's just fucking great. You're Thanks. welcome. Thank you so much. Thanks for making me sit through this movie. Yeah, that's fair. You did this to yourself. Thanks for... You're a bad friend for letting me. That's true. All right. Well, Jordan, thank you for doing this. Hey, thanks for having me. You're a bad friend for letting me choose this movie. And thanks for sitting through two copies of it, or two versions of this, because, fun fact, everybody who's listening, the first time we recorded this podcast, everything got deleted. Yeah, we got to about the point where we were describing the Illuminati coming in, and Ryan's computer just restarted out of nowhere. And we lost it all. Say buttons, kids. 
Yep. Save, save often. Control S. Yep. Save everything all the time. Don't be like me. <laughs> uh, so thank you for doing this and putting up with my technological foo paws. Oh, I'm glad to be here. Uh, it was fun. Do you have any social media you want to give out? As usual, I guess I'll plug at Guy on Twitter. Um, lately, it's been a lot of TV show and movie and basketball talk. Uh, talking a lot about The Witcher because when we were recording, Witcher recently came on Netflix. Um, I am a big fan of the books and the games, so I've been really enjoying the show. So yeah, just if you even a little are interested in anything more I have to say, go check me out on Twitter. It's worth it. It's a good time. Uh, you can follow us at HowToHorror on Twitter and Instagram. One day I'll put something more on Instagram, probably. One day you'll upload that second picture. Yeah, follow us on there, and it'll be a good time. And uh, that's about it, I think. Yeah? I think so. I, I got nothing else. All right. This has been the How to Survive a Horror Movie Podcast. Stay safe out there. Uh, uh.